Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week, or just need a little bit of a, a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete, or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, if you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, all orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and... Boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. All right, and today's guest is Lieutenant Colonel Mark Burley. Uh, Mark and I met back in 2000, in the summer, I believe, uh, when we went uh, on a leadership conference to San Francisco for our high schools. Uh, we're both originally from Buffalo, New York, and uh, we hit it off. And then Mark has gone on to do some pretty awesome things. Uh, he is a graduate from the Air Force Academy and became a B-52 pilot in the Air Force. He has literally flown across the globe, and his longest sortie was 24 hours nonstop. Uh, Mark graduated from the United States Air Force Weapons School. Uh, think Top Gun, uh, but the Air Force edition, <laughs> uh, back in 2015. And in 2016, he married his wife, Amber, who is a psychiatric uh, physician assistant. Uh, most recently, he spent two years working at the Pentagon for the headquarter, uh, headquarters Air Force Director of Operation and is now the 2D Bomb Wing Inspector General at Barksdale Air Force Base. Uh, he mentions a couple cool things that I want to point out. He mentions his 21057 rule. Uh, pay attention to that. It's pretty awesome. And then he also mentions that everything is luck, timing, and hard work. So, uh, all right. Welcome, Mark. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today, Jeremy? I'm I'm doing well, doing well. Thank you, thank you for joining. I I I mean, you and I, as I as I, I'll, I've stated in the intro, you and I have known each other since I think it was what is it sophomore year because we went to San Francisco together. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was for the was NASCC, the National what? Association of Student Council. Uh, yeah, NASC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and and you you went to a different high school uh, than I do. You went to Williamsville, I think it was South, right? South, yeah. Yeah, and I went to Lancaster, yeah. and and we both were in, involved in student government or student council, and uh, 
we went to a national conference uh, hosted in San Francisco. And it was uh, it was pretty awesome, and you and I became really good friends because it was it was the summer of our our well, did you, you and I graduated the same year, right? I was oh I was oh one. Oh, so I was oh two. So it was, so the, it, was it was your was junior summer of my senior year. Yeah. yeah, summer of your senior year, summer of my junior year, and uh, and and we hit it off, and when we went there, and we started hanging out, and actually you 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 brought it up in the pre conference, you said that. Um, you said that you, uh, you, your favorite memory was that we were junior prom dates and, and we were, we, we, we took, we took these two girls, uh, they'll remain nameless and they spent more time talking to each other. So you and I just hung out and had a good time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm fairly certain I was the, uh, the bargaining chip so you could take your date to prom. <laughs> so she, she had a friend that needed a date and you were like, well, I know a guy. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. This is true. Either way, it's a good time. It was it was great. Yeah, and then and then you when when you moved off to college, uh, you I mean you went to the Air Force Academy. You, uh, you know, I think I saw you. I saw you once when you were in New York City, uh, because you had a rugby match. You played rugby, right? That's right. I, I, I was actually thinking about that today. I think the last time we saw each other was when I was playing a rugby match at West Point and went into New York City for the night and hung out with you uh, at your glorious studio apartment while you were still grinding away. Oh yeah, so good time, good time seeing New York City. So absolutely, absolutely, it was it was a blast. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so it's it's so cool to catch up. I mean, we've haven't really been in touch too much, you know, once in a while here and there on, you know, Facebook and whatnot. But, uh, now that you're, you're a guest, you're part of the instant journeyman family. Uh, we're going to, we're definitely going to have to hang out and, and you're, you're living nowadays. Where are you living? So I'm now back in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, Station Ooh. Air Force Base. Yeah. Oh, nice. This is my, my third time back here. But if you ever find yourself in New Orleans, you let me know because it's only a five hour drive. Holy shit! Five hours is a little far, but I will, <laughs> I will definitely let you know. Not to hang out with friends in New Orleans. <laughs> I, this is a good point. I I was in New Orleans for the first time. Uh, I think it was two years ago, and it was it did not disappoint. Um, I I had a, a pretty good rate. I stayed at the the Ritz Carlton right there, and oh, it's wow. a it's a beautiful hotel. And mm-hmm. we, you know, my, my wife and I, uh, we were. I think just dating at the time or engaged. I don't remember. And we were, we were walking, uh, down, uh, was it not, uh, I don't, I don't know the street. What is it? Mardi Gras. Yes. We're Mardi Gras. Bourbon. Yeah. Bourbon. Yep. And we were walking down. We, we went to a couple different places and then had dinner. Uh, and then we were walking back and we stopped at a couple different bars and then, I don't know what was with us, but we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do jello shots off of some guy on the street. So we do that, and when we got home, we you know we passed out. We woke up. We're like, "What the frick did we do, man? Are we crazy? Yeah. Why would you just buy Jello shots off the street?" From from uh, Mr. Williams, yeah, yeah. It's I was like, all street Jello shots are completely regulated, you know, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, well, I I appreciate you doing this, and we're gonna we're gonna get started here. Um, just uh. I, I just want to get the listeners to, you know, hear a little bit about, you know, 
how you got to where you are in your career uh, or your life. Uh, you, you know, you you started off, like I said, you went to the Air Force Academy. Um, it was obviously a lot of hard work, um, maybe even a little luck uh, to get to where you are because, uh, you know, just just tell everybody what your your, your current role is and, yeah. and then, you know, how, how you got there. Yeah, not a problem. So uh, I, th- I like that you said it took a little luck. Uh, that's definitely true. I think anything is li- in life is luck, timing, and hard work. Uh, and hopefully the three of those align at the right times to get you uh, where you want to be. But I uh, graduated the Air Force Academy in 2005, and then I went to pilot training in Pensacola Beach, Florida. And then Enid, Oklahoma is where I finished up pilot training found out I was going to fly B-52s for the Air Force and got sent to Shreveport, Louisiana, where I learned how to fly that, then up to Minot, North Dakota to be stationed for four long winters. Uh, in Minot, North Dakota, you count time in winters because it's so miserably cold. Uh, but after four years, uh, I went down to San Antonio for a short stint and then five years in Shreveport, Louisiana, flying B-52s again. And then I got selected to go to school and I went to the Air Command and Staff College in Montgomery, Alabama at Maxwell Air Force Base. And then I spent two years working in the Pentagon and the A3, which is the uh, Headquarters Air Force Operations team. And after that, I got sent back to Shreveport, Louisiana for my third time around, where I'm currently working as the Inspector General for the Second Bomb Wing and working as an uh, instructor pilot and evaluator in the B-52. Wow. Yeah, so I think 15 years, nine moves, multiple deployments, uh, but it's, it's still working out and I'm having fun. I can't complain. Uh, That's awesome. My second time in Louisiana was when I met my wife, Amber. She has now been around for a couple moves and uh, part of this fun Air Force journey. And it has definitely made my life a lot better. So B-52s in Louisiana has been great for my birth. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's amazing. And I mean, yeah. uh, for, for those of you that don't know, B-52s are huge. The, the yeah. wingspan, I, I looked it up, the wingspan is about oh, 185 is it feet? Yep. Yep. That's correct. 185 feet long, about 200 feet, or 185 feet wide, about 200 feet long. Uh, eight engines. The newest models that we're flying now were built in 1961. So wow. the last P-52 came off the tracks. Yeah. yeah Cause the, the, the original was, it was introduced in like 1955. So it's, I mean, it, it, so when you say the newest in the in 1960s, you're like, that's, that's pretty yeah. old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they're projected to be around until 2050. So, wow, nuclear and conventional long-range strike asset. That's that's so cool. That's such a. Yeah. I mean, I mean, never. I I I know um, my my neighbor in New York City. He was a a, a, a flight instructor pilot um, in the Navy, and mm-hmm. he uh, he was he was out of Pensacola, Florida, and yeah. and he he he. He loved it, and then he he said, uh, back in the day, he got he got like called up to the big leagues, you know, and he he flew for American Airlines, and that was that was awesome for him. And he was he left, I forget he he was in the military for like fifteen, you know, sixteen years, and then he left to go to American Airlines, and was with American Airlines for a couple of years, and then nine eleven happened, and then he furloughed, mm-hmm. and then never never got. Never got back into uh, flying, but he did flight logistics for the UN and all that stuff. Yeah. 
So he, he, he says, man, he's, there's nothing better than, than flying. And uh, I'm sure that you will attest to that. I agree. Uh, the flying part is awesome. That's definitely the most fun part of my job. But now that I'm older, uh, I always like being around people. I like teaching. I like leading. I like mentoring, all those things. That, that gives me a good rush. So it's, it's actually the instructing while I'm flying that is more fun for me being able to get in the plane and teach somebody how to do aerial refueling or teach someone how to, you know, properly do bomb runs and stuff like that. Like that's, that's the really neat thing because you can tangibly see your efforts uh, from the day. So, man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that sounds, that sounds really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's, I mean, just to give, to give people insight. Cause I remember when you were applying to the air force Academy, you had to get like, was it senators or congressmen or you had to get like people to endorse you, right? Yeah. So to get in, into any of the service academies, you need a congressional appointment. So first you apply for the right to get the congressional appointment. And then you then apply with your congressman and senator to uh, get that appointment. And then once you get the appointment, then you apply again to the Air Force Academy or whatever service academy you want to go to and hopefully get picked up. So it's kind of like a three-step process to get into one school but it worked out for me so yeah man my plan was to move to colorado and be a ski bum so i think this you know like i said luck timing and hard work and it all lined up <laughs> i mean listen either way would have been fun especially I, knowing I knowing who you are and knowing <laughs> knowing the good times that we've had either way well, you would you would have been you would have been just as happy <laughs> yeah yeah, probably so, successful, but definitely just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, I think you kind of answered it a little bit in, in the last, uh, you know, a part of this, but uh, what keeps you motivated to keep going, right? Like you've reached a certain level of success. I, I, I saw on, on social media, you got, you know, some award or, or maybe a, was it an award or was it a, a promotion? What, what was that? Yeah. Uh, so recently, I was promoted in February this last year to lieutenant colonel. So got it. That's O five. So so so, what keeps you motivated to keep going? Like once once you reach a certain level of success, you know what 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 motivates you? What's what's driving you to say like, all right, I need to continue doing it instead of just saying like, I've reached pretty much what I want to reach, right? Like most people would be like. I, I was a pilot, you know, uh, for B-52 bombers. Like, why? What, do, what else do I need to do in my life? Like, it's pretty awesome. And, and yeah. you know, like, so what keeps you going? What, what did you, what drives well, you? So it's interesting because when I was at the Air Force Academy and was a young lieutenant, you know, going through pilot training, the dream was always just to do 20 years so I could retire and make lieutenant colonel. Um, so now I'm 15 years into this uh, journey and I've already made Lieutenant Colonel and it's like, oh, well, crap, I've, <laughs> I've met my goal uh, that I set <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> so um, it's funny that you asked this question because just in the last couple of years, it's been reassessing of my goals and then pushing out further and seeing, you know, well, what's the next step? What do I want to go for next? And how do I, how do I set myself up for success to get there? So... I think it's a, uh, I'm never settled. I guess that's easy to say in the military when we move so much and we change jobs so much, 
Um, but I'm, I'm never quite settled with where I am. I'm very happy with where I am, but there's still growth and advancements to be made. And uh, I'm, I'm also uh, a little ADD, so I'm not the kind of guy that can just sit back and be like, oh, here I am, I've made it. I don't need to try anything new or do anything different. I, you know, I'm good. Um, so I think it's the, the constant view of you know, self-improvement that you can continue moving forward and that if you're not striving to do better, be better, learn something new or anything, then you're just kind of regressing at that point um, and letting the world pass you by. So I, I guess that's... Yeah, yeah you know... <laughs> that's it's 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 funny you say that because you know you you said if you're not progressing, that seems to be the common theme. Everybody I talk to, they say if you're not moving forward, you know you're dying, right? Like if you're not if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not moving forward, you're 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 losing ground. Like it makes so much sense that you always want to keep striving for the next thing. Like you reached your goals that you had set for twenty years in fifteen, so okay, what's next? And then you, you have to start yeah. reassessing your goals. And, and it's, it's pretty cool that you've, you said that, you know, that over the past couple of years, you've been reassessing your goals and you have to kind of, uh, you know, pivot and, and mm-hmm. go a different route now. So that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> now in, in the military, it's, it's very structured. Um, but I, I don't know outside of, what you see in like basic training and stuff like that. I, I, I've never been in the military, but uh, what time do you wake up daily, right? Like, are you an early riser? And is it just because you were in the military or are you, uh, you know, only an early riser because you have to? And then on the days that you're not mandatory waking up that early, do you wake up at like noon? So as much as it is difficult for me to say this, I was never an early riser. I enjoyed my sleep and, uh, would use as much of that time in the morning uh, to procrastinate getting out of bed as possible until recently. Um, so uh, when I was at school, I had some time, you know, like I said, I was doing some reassessing of the way forward. And then I moved to Washington, D.C., and I was working at the Pentagon. And I basically came to the realization that if I want to get a workout in, if I want to do things for me um, that don't affect family time, work life, all stuff like that, then I need to push the, the, the clock a little bit in the mornings. Um, there's so much so much you can't control in the world. Your schedule is one that you kind of can. So uh, I started started being an early morning guy. So I started waking up, you know, like 5.30 to go to the gym at 6. And then I got a job that required me to work a lot longer hours. So then I was, working, I was waking up at 4.30 to get to the gym at 5.00 and then go through my day. So right now I wake up around 5 a.m., walk the dog, go to the gym, do whatever I need to, um, set myself up for the day. But yeah, it's it's become an early thing. And on the weekends, I get to sleep in until about seven when my dog decides uh, he needs to drive me crazy, get me out of there. Well, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I, I, I'm, 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 very similar to what you described the earlier Mark Burley, right? I'm, I'm, yeah. I, 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 I kind of stall once I wake up, you know, I, I wake up, it's like seven thirty, eight o'clock, but then I stall and I'm like laying around in bed. I'm like, uh, what can I, uh, you know, I do need to go ahead and check my phone. I do need to go ahead and maybe catch an episode before I get out of bed. And then, yeah. you know, and then I get out of bed and I'm just like, uh, I, I need to, I need to get more structured in that sense. Um, 
so many people I talk to, they wake up and then they work out. I've never been that person. Uh, but like you said, it, I think that's that's kind of what you need to do in order not to cut into family time. Um, I love I love midday workouts, like you know yeah. noon, like during my lunch break. I like to get a, a quick workout in if possible. But uh, you know, I'm trying. I'm 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 gonna. My goal is for the month of November. I'm gonna try to wake up a little early. Now you said you wake up at five, or you were waking up at five. So, um, so what, right what time? What time do you go to bed? Five. Uh, it depends. Normally, like. 9 30 10 my wife will tell you i fall asleep at about 8 30 sometimes on the couch <laughs> but it's because it's the covid i can't go out and do anything so <laughs> right but so. no it was it was a process i mean i i made the mental switch that i was going to start waking up early and getting things done early uh a little over two years ago and at first it was just one day a week i'm going to wake up early and go to the gym before i go to work and then it turned into two days a week and then three days a week. And then you eventually set that habit pattern and it becomes cyclical at that point. But I heard a, I had a really good speaker uh, that I got to listen to um, and he was talking about work-life balance and he was a four-star general. And so obviously he has no work-life balance, but he preached a mantra uh, of trying to figure out a way to balance your time. And basically what I came up with that is the two ten five seven rule uh, is what I try to hold myself to, which is like two hours of personal me time. And that includes driving to and from work, going to the gym, walking my dog, doing all the stuff that I do by myself. And then 10 hours at work, I try not to stray too much over that or too much under that, but you know, average it out during the week, 10 hour days. Unfortunately, the the older you get and more responsibilities, 10 hours is hard to, to hold yourself to sometimes. And then strive for about five hours of unrequired, uh, undistracted family time, and then seven hours of sleep. So that's, that's what I look to get. That's what I try to average out. But I think, like I said, you can't control many things in this world. So if you try to block off times and block off your schedules and and force yourself to hold yourself to something uh makes it a little easier so no that's awesome yeah. that is awesome okay. i i like that and and so this the the you said is the five-star general he he's the one that uh just that, four yeah uh, oh, four, oh, sorry four four-star general he, <laughs> he was, yeah, you didn't know but he's getting promoted next month sorry let's yeah. get <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so he, he's the one that, that came up with this two ten five seven rule. Uh, he was just talking about work-life balance and, and everything and how to strive for it. And basically how setting yourself like a schedule that you want to make, uh, then when you're at work and it's, you know, the 11th hour, you realize that you're cutting into something else. Um, Got it. so I kind of, I kind of came up with those numbers myself, uh, is just, I function very well with about seven to eight hours of sleep. So I picked that and then went from there for the rest, you know, um, and then it's, it's balancing, right? So I know some days I'm going to work 12 hours, some days longer than that. And that takes away from family time that takes away from personal time or sleep time. And then where you juggle and how do you balance out the rest? So it, it gives me a, a number that I can try to hit, which then, like I said, puts a little simplicity into the world because <laughs> you, you know what you're looking to do or where you know that if you do more in one area that you have to sacrifice in another. And if you're sacrificing in one section, you should get back to searching for that balance. 
Yeah, I love that. That's that's pretty awesome. I mean, mine mine's not going to be as aggressive as ten hours of work, <laughs> but I, I like I, it. I like to be at the you know the eight hours of work, um, but yeah, sometimes it's just not You're, possible. So. Right, right. Yeah, and and it's 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 you know it's 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 funny because um, I, I say that, but when I when I work, you know, a lot of times it takes me out to travel, so you know it's. It's it's takes me away from the family, you know, more than eight hours. You know, it takes me away for three to four days. So so yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. It's 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 all about balance. I, I love that. That I'm gonna I'm gonna create my own. It's yeah. not gonna sound as cool yeah. as two ten five seven, but <laughs> it's, it's gonna. Yeah. Well, as long as it equals twenty four. Uh, yeah. Gonna... <laughs> my, my mine was gonna be eighteen, but uh, it's fine. Twenty four, I guess works. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, so now when you, when, when you're in the position that you're in, a lot of stress comes with that, right? A lot of stress comes with just flying in general. Um, but what do you do to, to not eliminate, but to keep your, your stress under control? What do you, what do you do? Is it, do you meditate? Do you work out? Do you eat? Do you not eat? Do you, you know, I mean, you probably can't drink to eliminate stress, you know, on the job, but like, what do you do when you're, when you're having a stressful day? Uh, and, and, you know, do you just take like two minutes and just, you know, do like a, a quick breathing exercise? Do you like, what do you, what's your, what's your method? Yeah. Um, good question. And this one is tough. Uh, if you ask my wife, she would tell you she never thinks I stress out. <laughs> I, I, but obviously, that's not true. Because you, man, you manage it pretty well then. If, if, if people can't tell that you're stressed, you manage it pretty damn well. I think so. Um, but it's like the weird things that stress you out that you don't think should um, or, or something new that you're uncomfortable with. You know, that's, So the day-to-day, you know, I don't really normally get too stressed out. Work deadlines don't really bother me, or, but but then you get the curveball every now and again that really <laughs> catches you off guard, uh, and that's what I find the most stressful, I guess. And then, like you said, yeah, just taking the step back and trying to rationalize the situation um, and just look at it from a different perspective. You know, um, sometimes I feel when I'm getting worked up a little bit, I just need to step back and and talk it through. Like, what's the priority? what do I need to actually get done and what's the legit timeline? Um, and for everything, it's different. You know, like if I'm flying an airplane airplane, and something happens, obviously the priority and timelines change very much right. as opposed to if I'm, if I'm at my desk uh, doing something as the inspector general. So uh, yeah, just taking a step back to assess the situation and uh, figure out what actions need to be done and in what priority order. And that, that kind of helps me move through my day no that's that's yeah that's i mean that's a, that's a good way i i always say i i try to when when i when it's when i'm stressed i try to go ahead and just take a couple minutes take take some breaths um you know and 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 like you said you know take a step back like i uh, yeah. when it's when it's stress or any when anything comes up you know like a lot of times with you know it just like you know it'll be a family issue or it'll be uh, a work issue i always try to eliminate emotion from it so if I'm stressed, I try to go ahead and eliminate any emotions I have towards what's stressing me out. And then I try to rationally think about it, you know, and, and say like, okay, if, if, if a, then B, okay, I have no control over. Yeah. So I, I guess I just I, have to deal with it. 
I think I think you hit the nail on exactly what I try to do is what can I control, what can't I control? And uh, I mean, humans I think are naturally irrational, <laughs> especially when Very. emotions <laughs> and stress and everything come in. Um, so realizing these are conditions that I can have an effect on and these ones I don't, uh, I, I try not to worry about things I can't change. You know, as, as much as I'd love to stress out about the Bills game and get worked up, there's nothing I can do other than, you know, wear the lucky shirt, jersey, hat, and uh, keep the superstitions alive that will affect the outcome of the game. You know? so, <laughs> right. So it's not worth me getting worked up about. Uh, and and that's, to, that's been it's hard to past, remember that. <laughs> but, right. The past two weeks yeah. have been have been pretty stressful as a Bills fan. I agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we'll, we'll but, save we'll save that conversation for our whatever yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> for sure. And then and then whenever when all else fails, uh, work out, take a motorcycle ride, just do something to clear my head. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so I we we we've we've reached the the million dollar question I call it, which is if there was a billboard of you in Times Square, what would it say on it? So it could be it could be of you with your dog, it could be you of your wife, it could be you, and and I I think I've seen you in in a a, a bikini bottom before, American flag bikini bottom before, um, or or maybe maybe I'm just dreaming of that, I don't know, but I think I saw you on on one of your posts. Um, it could be of you, yeah, yeah. It could be you wearing whatever you want, um doing whatever you want, but what would it say on the billboard? What would it say? So I need to say what what image would be on the billboard and what would it say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because a lot of times the image will dictate what it says. Two-part question. Yeah. All right. Um, this is a very difficult one, Jeremy. I, so, I, you know, I, I tried, I try to make it not softball questions. I, I try to hit good. hard. <laughs> Get right to the point. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to work on the image here. I haven't thought that part through, but uh, I think one of the difficult things with my life is uh, I've gotten a lot of jobs and opportunities and done a lot of things that I never thought I wanted to do. Um, and then, and then it's how you make the best out of it. Uh, for instance, um, I wanted to be an A-10 pilot and the Air Force said, nope, you're going to go fly B-52s. And then, and then you go, oh, okay. And it's, do you then get disappointed that you're given an awesome opportunity, although it's just not what you want, or do you go and try to make the most out of it? And that's happened in the military. We change jobs very frequently and we do all sorts of different things. Um, so... I've kind of got this mantra now that I tell people, like, if you get a job you don't really like, or if you're put in a position you don't really think you want to do, go in and do your best at it every day. And make sure that you're coming in with a positive attitude and you're putting forth your best effort. So I, I try to tell people to bloom where they're planted. Uh, don't just grow where you're planted. Don't just be happy where you are. Bloom, flourish, do your best. Um, so I think the line would be bloom when you're planted. And then uh, maybe I like that motivational picture of uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that part. But, I can I can I can envision yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a little a little flower and then yeah. you 
in an airplane cockpit flying out of the flower like a like a seed or something. I don't know. That sounds sounds pretty epic. I think <laughs> bloom, because AI goes with the bloom where you're planted, so the, yeah, the flower is blooming. Flower. You're shooting out of the flower. Yeah, uh, I think the, as little of my face on the billboard Times Square would probably be the best. <laughs> 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 no, it's that's that's awesome. And you know, I I ask these questions because uh, when when I'm you know very very famous from this podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. get a billboard in Times Square, a digital one, and I'm gonna do exactly what everybody on the Monday Motivation has said. I'm gonna go ahead and put those up. That's so that's you, that's a goal of what mine. Is, what does Jeremy Andrzejewski's uh, billboard say? Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's tough. I, I I think I answered this like the second uh, week, the, but I, I but I, I don't even remember what my answer was. That's that's how like I've done. <laughs> this is this is my eleventh uh, you know Monday motivation now, and and I mm-hmm. I don't remember it. And then on top of that, I don't really think about the questions uh, too much. Yeah. You know, like, because I'm I'm so interested in what other people. So, so that's a good question to me. Um, I I guess uh, mine would be, uh, you know, it, it would be something of like uh, something along the lines of of to stop taking, stop being so serious in life, right? Yeah. Like, because uh, I I find that it's 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 so disturbing that everybody is offended by everything. Um, it is. <laughs> it's you know, and and it it drives me crazy because. I I love like I'm a huge fan of stand up comedy. I'm a huge fan of of you know being able to say what you want. Like I don't care if we have different views, but it it just drives me crazy that if you have a different view than most people nowadays, like they're they're so offended. They're like, how can I be friends yeah. with you? And I'm just like, wait, yeah. what? You know, luckily my friends and I we, we we have a strong you know bond, and and I don't have that issue. But I see it so much on Facebook, on, on Instagram, you know. Like, and I I love I love that. Um, I think it was Mike Tyson said that you know, you know social media has made too many people comfortable with saying things without the repercussion of getting punched in the mouth. Yeah. And 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 that's 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 the truth. Like so, I would I would say like you know, uh, you know live life and stop taking things so serious or you know something along those lines and it would be it would be me like maybe in like a the borat like swimsuit (laughs) just so people would be like who the hell is this guy why is he doing this yeah and then they would say like oh don't take life so serious you know or maybe maybe i'd be like walking into like a business meeting with a briefcase and a tie wearing the borat swimsuit yeah I don't know. I, 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 like it. I like it's just, I'm just, I'm just spit, spitting, you know, so, fire here. I don't know. Again, again, good mantra, not the best image. <laughs> we both need to work on that. I love it. And, 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 and one of my favorite things was when, when you and I uh, were just, you know, Facebook messaging back and forth, I was like, man, I would love to have you on the podcast. And you said, I, you know, I'd love to be on, but it's not going to be as pretty of a picture as it has been for the past couple Monday motivations. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you set so, the bar pretty high with extremely successful uh, people. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm also, yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but that was that was my favorite. I was like, I was like, you know, that's that's typical, Mark. Just uh, you know, having having a good good time, uh, a good laugh. So I, I, I appreciated that, but, um, no, I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy guy. Um, and I'm not going to ever forget the fact that 
when we planned this, you said I'm in. Then yeah. we you 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 texted me about like you know 45 minutes before, and you're like, hey, I'm just doing a dry run here. Um, you know, I I can't I can't <laughs> click on the link. I didn't receive a link. I was like I was like, don't worry. I just sent it like you know the minute before. You just click on it, and it takes you into the virtual studio. And then yeah. uh, you're like, all right, cool. And then we we do it, and you're like, tell me, I need a headset. I don't have a headset. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> and then and then you and then you went to CVS, you know, on the fly. You went to CVS, got a headset. So I am forever grateful that you are so determined to do this because it was it was awesome. I I had a really good time, and I really do want to do a, a, a whatever Wednesday with you to. Yeah. Uh, to just talk about you know a bunch of different things like the bills and and catch up on things and and uh, talk about your rugby because I I, I re- yeah. recall seeing a pretty gruesome picture. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I am I am officially retired now because of that picture. But <laughs> are, are you are you retired because <laughs> yes. your wife made you retire? Uh, no, no, she didn't have to make me retire. I think getting your head split in half uh, <laughs> changes your priorities a little bit on what you want to. Which then also drove to me uh, having a new workout regimen, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's the. Uh, but I was like, I was like, man, I, I'm sure that there is a story about this because if I'm not mistaken, you did you lose a tooth or chip a tooth I, I, at the West Point uh, no. game? You did some or no? There was a dude on your team that got smashed. He was a little guy. Yeah, I'm I, trying I've to think. Never lost a tooth. I'm lucky that way. So yeah, yeah, just a. Just a massive cut in the top of my skull, but like you said, that's a story for another day. Yes, absolutely. So we will we will get to that. We will get to that. But I I, I just want to say yeah. thank you again, and uh, and and let's let's definitely keep in touch. And once yeah. COVID is done, I I definitely will uh, take a trip down there. Uh, that sounds you know, great, man. And 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 hang out. Next time we're so. in Buffalo, I will let you know. Yes, please do, please do. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, see you. A shout out to our sponsors. Uh, new sponsor, Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then Giggy Bank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. Giggy Bank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done. And increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out Giggy Bank in the app stores. All right. And SaberCon. For all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa she will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.